Welcome to Card Slingers, coming to you coast to coast. Hi, I'm Jamie Elford from Portland, Oregon, representing the West Coast. I'm Melissa Sonova, speaking to you from the Midwest here in St. Louis. And I'm Hillary, the New Yorker. We're going to talk about what we like about the cards. And what we don't like. What we're learning. And what we're teaching. It's all about slinging them cards. Everyone talk at once. <laughs> no, I'm not going to. Because we're waiting for somebody. I'm not your monkey. I'm not going to dance for you. <laughs> Listen, I don't really want to talk about the death card because I almost, you know, died a couple times in the last year. And it's a little, it's like one of those things where you're like, ha ha ha, Prince Philip. And everybody goes, what? Too soon. Um, although no, because fuck that guy. But listen, um, the death card is, is generally in the tarot card does not mean an actual death, but it does mean the death of something. It's the death of your routine. It's the death of the protection that you carry around yourself that you thought was keeping you from your, from your hopeful life. But you thought if it stay covered in this maybe life, then I don't have to hope too hard because then I won't get let down, right? So death changes not only your appearance by the way you carry yourself, but it changes your connections with other people because you carry yourself differently when you're afraid and you're not as open and warm. It changes your countenance. I know some people who, after the loss of a loved one, their faces never look the same. I don't know why. I think it's because they're so sad that some of those joyous muscles have, have atrophied, you know? Mm -hmm. So death, I didn't want to talk about it, but I figured, you know, unlike everything else in the universe, I am not the center of it. So what? this one time no. other sorry. people sorry that's might have me. opinions Leos. on the death cards that's true jamie if i'm at the center of the universe jamie is sitting on my head going nah -uh. so um and, and hillary is walking up behind us going these two are idiots <laughs> grabbing the no. microphone yeah. hillary's gonna shove us down the stairs is what it is because oh no they fell Oops, what a terribly well-planned accident that's terrible I am so sad they oh, are no. gone. Now it's about me. They were deliberately murdered without a trace. Oh no. <laughs> the idea the ideas for memes are bountiful when bountiful. talking about this uh podcast. Yeah. Yes. I just like okay, so I what I want to do is I want to give some kind of I I I guess I'll I'll gonna start with a little bit of deference toward this back that can mean actual death, and then we're gonna dick around about change. Okay. Because I think that when this card comes up, people always go, oh, no, oh, no, am I going to die? Is somebody going to die? Well, they do that because it's terrifying. The idea that, you know, I wrote a will this summer. Um, I'm, I'm, what, 46 at this time. And thinking about who's going to get my tarot decks and how do they go through the collection and all of this stuff that I never thought I'd have to think about because, oh, no, is the only appropriate response. I remember getting calls when my grandmother died, when my grandfather died, when Georgie died. And the only thing I could say was, oh, no. Oh, no, yeah. that's my friend, you know? Yeah. And so when, when your clients, when you're doing a reading, know that seeing this card, regardless of what you know, Tara Reader, who has a book in front of you, regardless of what you know, the person that you're reading for has a connection to death that you don't know about and that makes them go, oh, no, when they see the word. Mm -hmm. So... I, I kind of wanted to touch on that first because I feel like it's maybe something we don't do all the time because I even wrote in my first book, I was like, death means change, death means change, don't freak out, blah, blah, blah. And I tried to take the edge off of it a little bit, but sometimes it means that everything has changed. 
you know, and I have a dear friend who just lost his mother five months ago. He lost his father, you know, so death can sometimes be death. And when death comes knocking, you have no choice but to answer the door. So that's just kind of my serious take on it. Um, And I just wanted to get that out of the way because it can also mean that, you know, maybe you're not allowed to dick around at work anymore and, and you're going to get in trouble if you continue in your ways or whatever. So um, who wants to go first? I, well, I, I did want to piggyback off of that because I think as terror readers or as new terror readers, or, you know, we sometimes want to hedge our bets and we mm-hmm. want to soften a little bit, but sometimes the death card, we do the death card a, a disservice by softening it because then when it comes up, you're going to think about change, change, change. But what, what if you are seeing death in the cards? What if the death card actually does mean the death of something and that whole, you know, glib, oh, I'm going to die. I'm going to die. And it's just like, well, yes, honey, you are. All of us are like, this is not uh, an, an immortal life that you've been embodied into. So the death card can cause us to face our mortality and face the inevitable. So I, I, I'm glad that you said, you know, death means change or transformation. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. does it, but does it rarely, rarely signify actual death? Well, yes, it does. Yeah. yeah. People don't like looking at uh, mortality. I mean, no. right now we are still in a global pandemic as of this recording. And there's a lot of, you know, we've experienced lots of deaths. Many of our listeners or even other readers out there have, ex- you know, experienced COVID loss, you know, personally. Or um, lost by heart attack because the COVID words were taking up so much room they couldn't deal with the heart attack fast. Yep. Like it's, yeah. it's not great. One of my closest friends is a nurse and I'm like, how you doing? She's like, well, went into nursing to save lives. And now I take people off of ventilators and zip body bags for a living. Yeah. So it's, it's fucking grim. You know, it's getting better, but, but the seriousness of what we're living for, we're all going through a, a not universal, but a global death right now. All of us are in every country, you know, and some of them are, have been pushed to crazy pants land because of, I'm sure three years of fear and unsurety and anxiety and, you know, everybody, I read this thing today and I wish to God, I could remember what she said. But it was something like we're all stitched together very finely with very thin thin thread right now. And we all need to remember that we're all held together very, very, very finely by very, very thin thread and be respectful of that, you know? Um, So like I got a car accident last week and I used up all my swears before I got to the kid who ran into me. And I very kindly, like I was, I was deliberately being very kind or else I would have dragged her out of the collar and throttled her because she put my kid in danger. Um, but I, I said, my son is fine. I am fine. Are you okay? Great. Ask your mom to take pictures of your car and don't worry about it. Cars can be replaced. Keep people can't. It's fine. And then, of course, like I walked away and started swearing again. But, you know, we all need to do a little bit more of that keeping our, you know, our assertiveness to ourselves because we're all changing so quickly. This is a stiff learning curve is learning how to be afraid all the time. That's, that's fucking terrifying. So we've all gone through the death and we're still going through it. 
because we're all having layer of skin ripped off without our permission, you know, and it's fucking awful. There, you know, it's off. I even did my, my newsletter this week. Um, I, I was like, yeah, three of swords for February. Those are going to hurt after a while. Why are we looking to taking those out? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I think that death is one of those stark parts that you get that is scary because in any form, in any form, change is terrifying to some folks, you know, and, and, you know, I've had friends where it was so bothersome that they stayed in abusive marriages for a really long time, that it was so bothersome that um, they stayed living next door to their parents until their parents died, even though they hated their parents and wanted desperately to live by an ocean and never got the chance. You know what I mean? So it's like, you see all of these people pushing off death and refusing death. And in the end, you get to the end of it and and you didn't get to go to the ocean and you die anyway. You know what I mean? So you refuse to change, you refuse to shift and you lose whatever gifts the universe have for you as you ascend and as you learn more and as you change more. So I think it's, I think it's, um, it's okay to be playful with the death card. I mean, fuck, my favorite is this, uh, (laughs) this is the mystic garbage tarot and death is a little possum with his mouth open and mouth open and X's on his eyes. So is it Schrodinger's possum at this point, but we all know what it means when a possum plays over, it falls over. They're either playing dead or they're dead, dead. And if they're playing dead, they're trying to escape danger, which can lead to a sudden change, you know, as we said. And if they're dead, dead, then everything around them begins to change as well. So, yeah. So mine is the Mystic Garbage Tarot. It's out of out of print, actively out of print. So good luck. Dude, I just spent, do you want to know how (laughs) much money the most expensive tarot deck I've ever bought? Sure. Was the Mystic Garbage Tarot because I bought it first. For $35, gave it to my sweet um, bonus child, Karis, came back, decided to buy myself another, and then the creator went out of business and stopped making them. So I found it months later on Etsy for $85. So I've spent $120. It's actually currently on Etsy (laughs) for $65. Oh, suck a dick. All right. Well, (laughs) somebody's going to save 20 bucks more than I am. Yeah, it's um this one's um it's put out by Junkyard Prints Company. Yeah, yeah. It'll be in the the show notes, but yeah, that's the correct one. You know, there's something kind of ridiculous in and and you know, just kind of like the graveyard humor is a thing for a reason. We can't stay serious around things like this for too long, you know. Um, because we're not equipped to do it. We're just not built to do it. So I remember sitting at my grandmother's funeral. And I was sitting with all 14 of my cousins and we're all having a drink. And I was like, you remember when grandma would like pull us all aside and say, hey, Lissy Dawn, don't tell anybody, but you're my favorite. And they all went, what? No. And I was like, oh, motherfucker, it was me. Oh, there's that. There's that air horn. There, there, yeah. But like it, in the <laughs> middle of the funeral, you know, this is afterwards and we're eating and all everything's over. But we've been crying so much. All we can do is laugh or, you know, cry, laugh or you're going to cry your eyes out. Like those are your options because we've had such a vital part of us ripped away. We're all open wounds. We're all bleeding. Yeah. You know, that's what death does. It rips a part of you away and then you have to heal over it as best you can. Right. 
I feel like I'm just talking. Do you guys want to add anything? <laughs> I just keep going. Oh, and, the, and another thing. I'm listening. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, I think part of it is right now with all of your experiences last year, I think the two of us are kind of uh, bearing witness and giving space. Yeah. Cause it's, you know, while we all have, you know, death or have been touched by it in various ways, when it comes to you, or I mean, like when it comes to almost having died twice, type of you know, you. I'm mean, the expert. We counted the expert. No, in my <laughs> life, I have almost died seventeen times. So honestly, by the sixteenth and seventeenth time, I'm just like, oh, okay. For, this is and cute. I mean, like, like uh, I mean, I, do you I guys want to know about this? Like, do you, like what it is, Thomas? It's it doesn't scare me anymore. I'm not afraid of mm-hmm. death. I know that there's something out there that is just for me and that everything's going to be cool. The only part I worried about was leaving Joe and the kids. Yeah. That's it. And a couple of friends that I have who, you know, we have matching tattoos and other ones yeah. that I just love to pieces, but it, oh, that it was talking more about like, us. Yes. <gasps> Maybe. Yes. Yes. Oh um, but it was, uh, that was what was more upsetting was the fact that I was going to miss seeing all of you. Yeah, that's it. But I was just like, oh, okay, I've almost done this before. That's fine. Just let's get the paperwork straight. So, because it, after a while, you become numb to it, you know? And so that's why I think that change can be so difficult for people because they go 10, 20, 30, 40 years without a significant change and then they lose their partner and they have no tools to deal with that, no skills to deal with that. You know? I know I started grieving my dad when dad. Um, passed almost six years ago. You know, I grieved before he passed. I had a counselor and it was kind of weird because it was just like, you know, I was, you know, settling everything before. So that way I could focus on helping him through chemos and ex- all the experimental bullshit. Fucking God, the shit we put. Oh, that was six years ago. Jesus I know Christ. that was six years ago. Um, and I mean, like the only other, you know, thing that really, I mean, I had a suicide attempt back in high school but even then when I came out the first thing out of my mouth was where's my homework it's yeah. like you know for that well yeah I mean it was it was purely me but it was also like well that didn't work so let's move on you know you know and I read something that said um it was a dad and a son and their mom got real sick and died just like that just like that and it was the son telling the story and he goes we started walking out from the hospital to the car after they declared da, 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 da. We'd sign all the paperwork and dad goes, what are we going to do for dinner? And he's like, and I, and I got upset at first, like, what the fuck are you trying to think about dinner when your wife of 40 years just died? But the thing is, is mom always handled dinner and they literally were without the tools on how to continue their night because the one person that was always there and always took pride and made sure everybody had a hot meal was gone and the two men just stood there going uh, what now the part the part that goes here is gone now what do we do what do we do you know hearing my almost 70 year old dad say i'm an orphan what the hell what the hell you know that's scary stuff you know so it's okay when you do a tarot reading if the card comes up to say you know what it's change it might be pretty monumental, but you don't have to get into all this shit with people you just met when you're doing readings. What you can tell them is just be aware of change. Change is coming. 
And sometimes we cannot hold our hands against it to keep it from coming. We just have to roll with it. And the death card is a really big indicator that you should be rolling with this one. Because if you remember the Rider Waite Smith, that horse walks over. He doesn't give a fuck about the priest in the road. He's about to take out that baby. He doesn't give a shit, right? And There's nobody in that card. Yeah. There's the crown on the ground, too. So it's just like it doesn't care yeah. what level you are. And the horse is just going to keep walking off frame. That's just what's going to keep happening. And so, like, I hate when he takes out that baby. But anyway, um, it's really annoying looking. But no one is looking at death. No, everyone's looking in a different direction. Nobody's mm-hmm. seeing the change in front of their eyes because nobody's. So that is your job as a tarot reader when you see death in your reading is to point to the card and say, listen, change is coming. You're not going to see it coming before it hits you. So just batten down the hatches, like maybe a pre, pre-tower, because regardless of it, it's a change like, hey, Melissa, you have this fucking stupid heart disease. Or it's a change like um, my best friend has a new best friend. Whatever that change is, it's going to hurt. You know, mm-hmm. it's going to hurt. Mm-hmm. And so just prepare them for something coming that's hurting. Because sometimes we don't always know. They're tarot cards, you know. Yeah. they're not as accurate as like i don't know crystal balls and shit so, oh i mean like but one of the one of the biggest death moments i had was the death of my father and mm. the death card was nowhere to be found but i did pull the judgment card and i have never seen that before or since but my sister and i and my sister is not a tarot reader does mm-hmm. not like Nope. (laughs) But we both looked at the card and we both looked at the symbol on the flag of the judgment card. And we were just like, he's not making it. And that was just something that we saw right in that moment. Now, why were we given that information to prepare, you know, Mm -hmm. in whatever way that we could. So like, can like, again, there's 78 Mm -hmm. cards of the tarot Mm -hmm. deck, you know, like whatever messages is going to come message is going to come through mm-hmm. it's going to come through whether it's the death card or not the death card you know yeah. so but like why did we both see that to prepare or to you know roll with the energy like you said but like remember mm-hmm. that this card is number 13 it's not the last card in the major arcana and so that is a bit of a comfort it's almost like the halfway point of the major arcana so you know, what is changing and what's coming next after the change? Well, fuck, I don't know. (laughs) No, like, my favorite combination. The next tarot card um, cards. My favorite combination of cards is when I get the death card and and the Wheel of Fortune. I'm just like, yeah, buckle up, kid. I have no idea what the fuck's happening here. But it's going to be a ride. And you're not going to be the same after it. And I've had it be everything because I get that combo a lot because I have a lot of clients who call me when they're in the middle of a transition. You know, Um, I get the clients of the in-betweens. I'm a fear eater. I've decided that's that's my title. And um, the ones who are scared about what comes next calls me and I'm like, listen, listen, I don't know what it's going to look like. And I say this a lot. We should probably have fucking Mm T-shirts made. But it's going to be okay. And okay is not going to look like what you expect it to look like. Yeah. So you just need to give it space to be the new okay and adjust yourself to that new okay. It's kind of like how everybody forgets um, Adam Savage, who, you know, is famous for saying failure is an option. You know, it's like 
failure tells us so much more than success in some cases. Success is like, you know, the the, the gold star or the, you know, the yay, the raise and the, the good pack on the pat on the back. But failure tells us all this stuff that came before it didn't work. And here's, you know, how you can, what next to try. Right. Yeah. And I don't know. I, are we, are we at a half an hour? Are we getting yelled at by Kendra? <laughs> no. I mean, probably. I mean, like Hillary um, and I still have a, you know, we, we still pick cards. Yeah, yeah, I we already heard you yours. Yeah. I know. Well, I was just telling you to fucking step up. Jesus well, Christ. Well, fine. <laughs> okay, fine. I'll step up. Um, I picked the Shadowscapes death Ate my ass. card because of the Phoenix. It's one of those things where when I saw that card, I thought it was such a brilliant idea to use a Phoenix on a death card because it is both a literal and a figurative death in some ways. And I pulled up a, nice. a webpage about the phoenix. But yeah, the ancient Greeks and Egyptians described the mythical bird called the phoenix. And it was a symbol of renewal and rebirth. And I'm not sure what legend this page is bringing up. It says, according to legend, each phoenix lived for about 500 years. And only one of my buddies from college is named Legend. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay, well, according to your buddy, Legend, each phoenix lived for about 500 Ah. years, and only one phoenix lived at a time. But just before its time was up, that phoenix built a nest and set itself on fire, and then the new one would rise up from those ashes. Wow. That's really beautiful. Wow. Yeah. That is lovely. And so, I mean, like in the card, you can kind of see that where um, in the center, you've got this red phoenix, and yet kind of down underneath, there's a new one being ready to take the place of the, you know, the, the elder one that is kind of beginning to burst in a way. And so I just, the wand is beginning to burst. No, the bird. I was just repeating what you said. Okay. I'm I like, think I said the bird. I don't bird. know. The bird, Monster. the bird. Focus Sonova. No, I'm trying over. to focus. But too the other funny too thing much is here, here. I don't, too much too wands crazy. energy. <laughs> God, too much fire in this got room. That, what the got fuck? That BDE. No. But yeah, um, you know, I just, yeah, the, that just the Phoenix is just such I, a, that's a beautiful, beautiful story. Thanks, Jamie, for <laughs> once welcome. again stealing my favorite deck. Well, Hillary. You can pick it. You pick the, you pick uh, the yeah, 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 Speaking Speaking of the BDE, right? Um, so I picked the death card from the Mary L Tarot, which, <laughs> which Melissa apparently likes to call the dick deck because ahead, there's a lot go of ahead, Melissa, Say it. It is. There's so much. It's it's so naked. And I am not a shy person, but even I was like, my lands. There's just it's very distracting. It's beautiful. It's one of my favorite decks to look through, obviously. But um because of the when, naked? I mean, it's beautiful. It's a lovely deck. And I'm bisexual, so I'm fine with all of it. But um, but for reading with it's very, it's very graphic and it's very um distracting to my clients and to myself because i I have never i've never done a reading with it where the person sitting across from me hasn't gone boobs and i'm like (laughs) listen i'm fucking working (laughs) i'm a professional damn it but yeah (laughs) boobs um i get it i guess we're all two years old anyway but no i mean i love i love the mary l tarot um i don't work with it um with with clients i mostly use it as like kind of um a shadow um 
like shadow learning and, um, you know, a shadow work kind of deck because it can be a little bit intense in its energy too. Um, but the death card in the Mariel Tarot is this basically a, a cadaver, but it's so beautiful and it has this white white hair um, splayed behind it. And then it also has flowers. I was going to look up what the flowers are, but I don't know. Um, it's a red flower and a yellow flower. And if I'm looking closely, there's a praying mantis on the top of the head too. So, Oh yeah, this one is lovely. It's, it's gorgeous. Like it has mm-hmm. no business being this beautiful, but at the same time, it has this, I don't know, this potency to it. And, which I really dick love. To be seen. and there's no, there's no dicks or boobs. Yeah. But it's yeah. it's lovely. It, it's like it looks like an indigenous elder, and mm-hmm. um, and it, it's it's kind of in a in a pose like Ophelia is often painted. Yeah, you know, so you could just you know that she's floating or that they're floating, um, and you can tell that they're dead. You can tell that they're gone, but there's still something on them that's growing. And you know, we die, we become part of the earth. You know, the earth makes new us. It's, it's it's the it's the circle of life. I'm not going to sing it because Dizzy will sue my ass off. But it's the circle of life, sure. And uh, and it that's what all of our little changes are. They're all little pieces of us dying. I'm not the same person that I was when this pandemic began. When it began, my husband and I were working 40 hours a week at jobs that we really enjoyed, and I was pretty healthy-ish, you know. And now I'm you know, applying for full-time disability and, you know, Joe's working in a job that he likes, but we're still kind of really struggling and trying to, trying to figure out how we're going to move forward because we've been hobbled in physical and, and financial and emotional ways because this shit is really hard. Right. And Hillary, I know where you were two years ago and I see where you are all today. And it's like the Phoenix rising from the ashes. When I look at you, you're the epitome of Jamie's death card but I know how much pain you went through and how long you were in that fire. Yeah. And because I know that I'm I'm like, congratulations. Can I hug you now? Or are you still charred? Like that's a (laughs) lot of pain to go through. Yeah. But you did it so that you could find joy, you know, and Jamie is constantly transforming herself and figuring out new, like who am I rather than the, the pieces that were stuck or glued to me? Who am I really? And she's pulling off those painful stickers that have been there for 30 years. And it's going to take some skin with them, you know? So Jamie is in a constant state of healing and rewounding and healing and rewounding until we find out, you know, what's covering up that light inside that we all know is there and can feel the heat up. So whatever. if If something doesn't change within six months, I'll force it to change. Exactly. She'll rip the scab off. She didn't give a fuck. She's and but we all have those things that we're afraid to do. And once they happen, yes, it's going to hurt. Yes, you're going to be burned. Yes, it's going to bleed. And then you come back, you know, as whatever this this happening, whatever it has done to you, whatever this change has done for you and to you, you move forward. Like C.S. Lewis said, you get further in and higher up to who your imagined self becomes. So keep your dreams high. And, and keep your goals high so that when you go through hell, what was it? The thing I saw today, when you walk, if you have to walk through hell, do it like you own the place. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. 
Yeah, let's go you know? with that. <laughs> let's go with that. Yeah. So don't be afraid of death. Be afraid of not being ready for death. Make sure you peel back as many layers as you can before you get there. Because believe me, one thing I didn't say in the last two years was, um, gosh, I wish I'd stayed in my house more. <laughs> so, you know what I'm saying? Oh, my God. So, yeah. That's one thing I did not say as I was going through this shit was I wish I'd been more of a homebody and watched more TV. So um, I love you guys. Um, you know, death is not a card to fear. Uh, you just sometimes you just got to roll with the changes, man. Thank you so much for joining us uh, at Cardslingers Coast to Coast. You can check out more episodes at cardslingerscc.podbeam.com. And please send us your questions at cardslingerscc at gmail.com. We'll see you next time.